Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. Well, it definitely is another day, and I'm Bill Knight. Of course, every day that is anew, yes. there's more documents found. Apparently, there's even more documents yes. that have been discovered another by Another day, another document. <laughs> That's a song. It really is. It is. It is. You can watch Biden dance to it, too. It, I think uh, when I first heard what I'm about to say, I immediately thought of my friend because he has uh, an older son who stays with him. Oh, and, boy. And, and I thought, well, boy, I guess I guess Bill must be making big bucks, too. Uh, I heard that Hunter was paying uh, Joe, because they're real tight in their family, he was paying him $50,000 a month. And I thought, well, I guess Bill's probably getting that, too, right? No, I don't get anything near that. As a matter of fact, uh, I can sum up with one digit that I get from my son. It begins with a Z. (laughs) Zippo. Like the IQ of Biden. But $50,000 a month. So wait a minute. Yes. Uh, Joe owned the house. No, Joe didn't own the house. It was actually Hunter's domain, so he owned the house. No, wait, no, he's paying rent. Yes. So that means it's a rental? You know, so we, I, when he was on, uh, that's, a, that's a good question. Who owns the house? Who owns the house? When he was on, uh, what was it Jay Leno's Garage, uh, which mm-hmm. is a syndicated TV show about cars? I remember it, and he was driving, which, by the way, how they filmed that with him driving, I don't know, because he's not qualified to have a license from what I understand anymore. He doesn't drive. <laughs> well... Little things, Bill. Come on. You know, a license. He's Joe Biden. But listen, what I thought was really interesting, and nobody seemed to pick up on this, was that he said to Jay Leno, uh, my hun- my son Hunter and his friend uh, re- repaired the car, restored the car in the garage. And it, did it ever occur to anybody in the government that Hunter and his friend, whoever he was, was in the garage and had access to classified documents for all the time that they restored the car. Well, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Does Hunter even know what tool it is you're going to ask for to grab? He says Uh, says things like, and it's very very mechanical, say, pass me that thingy. The thing of a bob over there, I need to tighten up the lug nut. Are you going to hit dad in the head again with it? I mean, Hunter doesn't know anything about car restoration. And I bet you there's not one damn tool in that car to do any body work on it or enough tools in there to do any work on the engine. Mm -hmm. And I bet you they can't provide receipts for replacement parts because Hunter and his friend. Boy, Bill, you are a stickler for details. (laughs) <laughs> didn't didn't do it. Yeah, well, I'd like to see it. I mean, he brought it up, and I want to know who owns this rental property because now probably, it appears... Probably the Chinese. <laughs> yeah, because apparently, I mean, this is no different than, oh, my God, we got to go back to the Howard Johnson. Yes. I left some top-secret documents over the by the toilet. Yes. You know? Mm. Uh, that'll be the other place, you know, uh, you know. In the medicine cabinet. We found in documents in the, I don't know how it happened, but we put it in the back of the toilet. Yes, it was it was, it was stuffed in, there. In, 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 a, in a baggie. But, you know, don't laugh, folks. They're finding new stuff every day in the darndest places. It, it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. 
also, you made a very interesting observation Uh-oh. before we signed on. You talked about a, a work of art, uh, oh, a beautiful yes, work of art. Well, a, let's explain where it is. Oh, first. yes. It's, yes. It's in Boston. Yes, it is. And the commons. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> historic. It's a very patriotic, His- beautiful place to hey, go. The historic Boston commons. I mean, it's uh, one of the... One of the seeds of our of our country was planted in the Boston Commons. Well, you know, uh, yes. Boston is 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 where Martin Luther met his wife. You, yes, you mean Martin Luther King? King, yes, Martin uh, yep, Luther King. Yes. Martin Luther was a little older than Martin Luther. Well, yeah, yeah. No, and we weren't around then. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, Martin exactly. Luther King. Yes, but yes, he met his wife, and so they commissioned in honor of that. Yes, a a a statue. Beautiful that statue, would be right? Called the embrace. Beautiful statue. I said a statue. It's a twenty-foot tall, yes, bronze, uh huh, statue. Okay, and you know you see the hands, you know, for the embrace, but there is no body figures or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this thing looks like a giant phallic symbol. Oh, good. Oh, good. Uh, this is exactly and what everybody that looks at it goes. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what they need in uh, in Boston, Boston. Common. <laughs> you know they're taking down statues of like Minutemen, <laughs> patriotic statues that mean something to our country, and they're replacing mm-hmm. it with a. How did you describe it again? A phallic symbol. Super. Isn't and by that the way, a nice way to for me to say it that way is a very nice way to say it because yes. I could go with the other p word and we're not doing that one. And Bill, how much did this phallic symbol cost? Oh, it wasn't much. What was it? Twenty million? No, I think it was ten. Yeah, I think ten you, million, yeah. You don't want to go. You don't want to go too far over ten. Well, Bill, I could have. I could have given them something far more. Uh, in line with you know what it was supposed to be uh, mm-hmm. a tribute to uh, Dr. King and Coretta King. I mean, I, I could have mm-hmm. done something for like seven million. You know, look, Jim, I could have taken an old photograph. <laughs> yes, had it uh, had it enhanced, touched up, blown up to twenty foot tall, uh-huh. and put it in a encased mm-hmm. bronze frame. Yes, I could have done that for seven million, and it would have been. It would have been far more respectful to Dr. King than this thing that they commissioned. And by the way, they had a whole ceremony. Did you see it? They had a tarp over it, and everybody was standing around. And it was a big ceremony, and they pulled the tarp, and I think there was a gasp, like, oh. <laughs> you know what? The, honestly, though, yeah, it's, it's terrible what they did. Yes. And it's disrespectful to not only uh, Martin Luther King and, and Coretta King, but it's disrespectful to every black Absolutely. American. I, th- I thought the same thing. Exactly. It was very disrespectful, and I am ashamed, not for me or, or white people, because we didn't do it, apparently. You know, whoever did it, yes. you know, uh, they ought to be held responsible. They should pay back that money, and they should pay for that being torn down. And, you know, if, if somebody handed me that money, the honest to God truth, and I'm not fishing for the job, but I would have sat there and said, look, I will commission, you know, to get something nice done right. for that $10 million bucks. It'll be a then, masterpiece. Yeah. And I would get it to come in under budget, maybe for one, two, or $3 million, And then I would take the remainder of that $10 million 
and I would look around the surrounding area. There's a lot of impoverished black people around there. Yes. And I would give it to them. Which would have made far more sense and would have been more in line with uh, what uh, the values of Dr. King than this yeah. piece of garbage. But, you know, it's Boston. It's where the the educated are. You know, it's where people went to Harvard, you know. Oh, yes. Like, oh, sure. He went to Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> he went to Harvard. Yes. You got you to gotta love it. Uh, I think that you're going to find that uh, it's not going to last very long. I think that somebody is going to come to their senses in Boston. I give it three months. Do you really? Is that that's actually longer than three I months. thought. You know, I, my question is: well, Can they get their ten know, million they, they, back? Can they get it? Hell it, it, no! It, whoever it, took it blew it up their nose. But it, well, I don't know what they, they did they, with they, it. Whoever but it, did that is, they didn't put it into the statue. They didn't. They didn't put it into. Not. It's Bill. It's. Like you said, it's a large bronze phallic symbol, and uh, that's being kind. Yeah, you know, it's it's called the Embrace. So look up the Martin Luther King Jr., the Embrace Boston, and judge for yourself. You will see this thing, and you go, my God, they're not lying. It's a big... <laughs> you know, I saw it for the first time by myself without hearing any of the other comments from, from people. And I swear to God, the first thing I thought of was exactly what, what you just said. I thought, my yeah. God, that's pornographic, that's obscene, that is it's obscene. Terrible. It is. And then everyone started talking about it. I figured, well, at least I'm not alone in thinking that. So, uh, but how do you, how do you justify that? Is that something wrong with our society? As we as we go on, we get, we get more uh, obtuse, more. Uh, uh, stranger, okay? I mean, w this is supposed to, I guess, be modern art. Uh, mm -hmm. it, I mean, they say art is in the eyes of the beholder. Sheesh! I didn't think anybody beheld anything. When they, when they, when they saw that, when they pulled that, uh, that cover off it, there was a gasp. So, uh... Well, you know, there's an old saying, leave nothing to the imagination. Yeah, uh, that didn't hold true here because oh, do I imagine a lot there, and it's none of it's good. <laughs> and I imagine somebody needs to be, you know, you know, held not only have their feet held to the fire, but the, you know, the director of money. the director of culture in the city of Boston, who obviously approved uh, this uh, masterpiece. I think we'll have some explaining to do, don't you think? I mean, well, I do. Yes, quite so. <laughs> if not, he needs to be slapped around a little yes, bit. Yes. Um, I know it's a harsh word to say slap, but. Uh, yes, that's true. In this case, it's justified. <laughs> oh, gosh. Man. Well, uh, I only have one thing uh, to say. Uh, thank God it's not in my city. Uh, I'm sure there's probably something in well, my what city. What are you going to do when you have a big bronze in, in downtown uh, mm -hmm. Pittsburgh? I don't know. What do you tell Junior? When you when you walk in in the Boston car, Commons and, uh, and he says, "Hey, mommy, what's that?" <laughs> yeah. You can't say that's Dr. King. It doesn't look like him at all. No, I mean, you know, me and my arrow. I don't know. It's just a. <laughs> uh, okay. it, it is a shame for the history of the city. I don't care that it's a woke Democrat city. Mm -hmm. The point is, 
it's the birthplace. <laughs> and, 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 and here we are, you know, with a phallic symbol there. And this is for all the world to see. Yes, and speaking of all the world, there's a, a big, uh, big event over in Davos, Switzerland going on right now. Yes. And he, this is interesting, Bill. I have a report that uh, Klaus Schwab was not going to be in attendance. Oh, this, yeah, he was. No, uh, on Friday, he, he was supposedly pulling out as a Friday. He wasn't, mm -hmm. and they didn't say why. Uh, and as a fact, yesterday, George Soros did pull out. Definitely, he's gone. But suddenly, Klaus Schwab was at the event, and he opened up the conference, and here's what Klaus had to say. Good evening, and a very cordial welcome to the annual meeting 2023. I express this cordial welcome on behalf of the Board of Trustees and my colleague, Borge Brendt, is the president, and all the members of the management board, as well as all the people who are here to make your stay here enjoyable and productive. We couldn't meet at a more challenging time. We are confronted with so many crises simultaneously. What does it need to master the future? I think to have a platform where all stakeholders of global society are engaged. Governments, business, civil societies, the young generation, and I could go on, I think is a first step to meet all the challenges. What does it take to master the future, he says. Jawohl, mein Herr. Mm -hmm. It takes an army, and it takes a plan, and that plan must be implemented. It takes leaders from around the world to meet and to join together in a common goal, and they do that at this uh, WEF. And if you're wondering who is there, I mean, there's a huge list of people who have gone to this event, and I have that list in my sweaty little palms here somewhere. But uh, suffice it to say, people like Brian Kemp, the governor of, uh, of Georgia, why he's there is beyond uh, my imagination. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer is, uh, is there, the governor of Michigan. And mm -hmm. uh, Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, is there. Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, why he's there, goodness knows. Uh, all these people, John Kerry has uh, flown in on his private jet. Ah, <laughs> yes, there's the guy who wants to make sure you and I don't fly in, uh, in coach on your favorite local airline, but he flies around the world in one of his, uh, I guess he has two private jets. But that's what happens when you're married to one of the richest people in the world. Uh, Kirsten Cinema from... Arizona, the senator, she's there. Um, Mike Gallagher, a congressman from Wisconsin, is there, which is a surprise. He's a Republican. I don't know what some of these, you know, you got to wonder. You got to wonder whether we're being played big time. I mean, you look at this list and you see Republicans and you see Democrats in Davos, Switzerland, in these large private halls. You know, it's by invitation only, supposedly, these, uh, these meetings. 
They have guards every mile, and they're checking fingerprints to make sure you are who you are before you get to the village where this is being held. They have 2,000 private jets flying in. Mm-hmm. 2,000 in Davos. Come it's on. It's crazy what they got going on there, but... I could read oh. I could read this odd, you know, forever, this list here, but it would it would bore the living daylights out of you. I mean Seth Moulton is gonna be there. Uh probably names we don't even know, but they have an important role to play not only in our nation now, but with what's going on there. Our Secretary of Labor, Marty Walsh. Maddie from Baston. That's where he's from, Maddie. Maddie's from up Maddie? In, uh, yeah, he's from up in Beantown. Uh, Marty, yeah, Marty there you go. Maybe he has something to do with that. Uh, you know that. Who, who knows? Maybe he picked it out. That uh, that big uh, symbol there. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Um, so Maybe mo- he posed for it. <laughs> now there's a thought, <laughs> and I'm not even gonna go there. Uh, I got to tell you, another another guy who was supposed to be at this at this conference was the great George Soros. You know, there's Why a guy. He, at the last minute yesterday, said he had a prior engagement he couldn't get out of and he won't be there at the summit, but he did make a statement. Listen, this is George Soros. The invasion of Ukraine didn't come out of the blue. The world has been increasingly engaged in a struggle between two systems of governance that are diametrically opposed to each other. Open society and close society. Let me define the difference as simply as I can. In an open society, the rule of the, of, of the state is to protect the freedom of the individual. In a close society, the role of the individual is to serve the rulers of the state. Other issues concerning all of humanity, fighting pandemics and climate change, avoiding nuclear war, maintaining global institutions, have had to take a backseat to that struggle. That's why I say our civilization may not survive. I would say that uh, he's done more damage to this country than any army in the history of our country, George Soros. But apparently he doesn't see it that way. I agree with him. Our civilization may not survive because of people like him mm-hmm. and Klaus Schwab. And the list goes on and on. Probably a lot of those in attendance there at the World Economic Forum. You know, it. They have no shame, though. Dire straits at that World Economic Forum. They openly discuss how to make it a a one-world government and how uh, to uh, change our society as we know it. So you know they don't want the the thing that's happening on our southern border. That's because of guys like George Soros and Klaus Schwab. They don't want borders. They do not want borders and. That's why the board is opened up. Yeah. You know, back in the 80s and the 90s, uh, the World Economic Forum could have been uh, likened to and uh, called uh, the Bilderberger Society. Oh, yeah. A lot of the the same people, Bill. Yes. It's it's the same cast of clowns. They just, 
Yeah. They changed their name is all they've done. But the, the agenda, and they talked about the new world order then. This has been a long haul agenda. Yep. And I actually believe they're close to getting what they want because they will sit there and implement chaos to uh, tear down a government. And they are exactly what they want. Right now. They are doing that right now. You look at uh, groups like uh, uh, BLM. You know, mm-hmm. Antifa, they right. didn't just spring out of nowhere. And, the, and even when they made their presence known, people were amazed at their organization. I mean, they had trucks bringing pallets of bricks to certain locations, strategic locations, so that they could break windows with bricks and things like that. They did things that they had iced water bottles. They had uh, flak jackets for people. All of these things were pre-planned and pre-staged and it was because they had money behind them mm-hmm. now you mentioned some things that tie biden and the news all together you're, uh you're talking about blm can you fly a blm flag and not get uh, cited for it sure, sure you can yeah yeah but you know what in california you cannot fly the uh the police flag with the blue stripe because one person one person in California said, that's offensive. You know, they are a prejudice, blah, 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 this and that group. So somebody buckled from the police union, and now you can't fly that. I got a question for you. Whatever happened to majority rules in this country? You know, actually, the minority, and I don't mean that as a racial thing, but the minority actually is reversed now status to where they rule. Isn't, you, it, you amazing, Bill, how, going on. isn't it amazing how we have to... We have to qualify. I I was just going to say that. Qualify everything we say. Everything we say, I didn't mean it for this. And it's because they are going after every single word. They are Every word counts now that you say. Now, you mentioned black jacket. Right. Now, that's interesting because Joe said he's going after assault rifles. Now, he made a strange comment. He goes, he wants to know why police shoot with deadly force. And he was referring to, I believe, up in Boston again, where there was a kid that was touched or something like that that was fleeing and running, had a knife, and they sat there, and they they ordered the kid to stop and drop his knife. Instead, he turned around and charged him. So they shot with deadly force. Now, the question was, why didn't you shoot him in the leg? Take him down. Well, you know what? Shooting in the leg at a running person is not an easy shot. The torso is an easy shot. You've got a guy charging you. He's got a knife. He has ill intent. Whether he's mentally stable or not, he's got ill intent. So it's your life or his, and you don't know what he's got behind him tucked in his pants, like maybe a 9 millimeter or something like that. You don't know. So deadly force, unfortunately, is in play, Joe. But then Joe gives the analogy of the flak jacket. I'm going to ban assault rifles. What does a knife have to do with assault rifles to begin with? Because deer don't wear flak jackets. Got to read something here. Uh, Captain Carnesha Mendoza, a tactical commander for the U.S. Capitol Police at the time, testified Wednesday how a group of agitators destroyed security barriers and lured people to Capitol grounds uh, on the afternoon of January the 6th. Uh, defense counsel said, uh, isn't it true 
that you had a lot of people, a large quantity of people, walking down two streets that dead-ended at the Capitol. And Mendoza said, yes, sir. And the uh, defense counsel continued, and would it be fair to say that at least at some of the leading edges of that crowd, they contained bad people or provocateurs? Is that fair? And Mendoza said, it's fair. The counsel continued, dangerous people? Mendoza, yes. Violent people? Yes. Highly trained violent people? Mm-hmm. Yes. And the uh, council continued, highly trained violent people who work and coordinate together? Yes. This is a Capitol Hill police captain who was there on January 6th who under oath spoke the truth. And this is going to come back if there's justice and bite him in the ass. Exactly right. He's the tactical commander that just admitted under oath that the government was behind its own undoing with January 6th, which brings Nancy under fire because she turned down the National Guard. She did not allow any Republicans in on the planning for this. And in her own internal memos and emails, she staged this whole damn thing. She is a treasonist. She's the one that needs to be behind bars right now, immediately. Along with Joe. Along with Joe should be there for other reasons, but I mean, they, they should get a bus and pull it up. You know, I was thinking, yeah. by the way, Bill, I was thinking, getting back to, to Davos, George Soros never doesn't go to to uh, Davos. It's like Bruce Springsteen not going to a Bruce Springsteen concert. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it, it just doesn't happen. So for him to suddenly yesterday pull out, and like I said, there was a report, I have it on my uh, on my iPhone, uh, a document that said that last week, uh, Klaus Schwab was pulling out. So he, apparently somebody said, hey, Klaus, this is your conference. You started this. you got to be here. So he did show up. But I was thinking, why would George Soros pull out of the uh, the event? The is there event? trouble in paradise? I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I'm thinking to myself, uh, uh, did he get word that something was going to happen? Was he afraid that maybe... There was going to be uh, some kind of security issue at Davos, and he might be a target of something. You know, he's wanted, by the way, uh, from what I understand, in Hungary, his home country. He's yeah. he's they want they he's a uh, a criminal in Hungary, and they want to put him in jail. But I guess he doesn't uh, visit Hungary too much, which is probably yeah. a good thing on his part. Uh, Isn't Bill Gates a uh, wanted man in India for uh, uh, experimenting on children? You know, gosh knows, goodness knows, you know, Bill Gates, he's done a lot of strange things. Uh, But, you know, he did say uh, yesterday, he said nuclear can be super safe. He said nuclear energy can be super safe and fake meat will eventually be very good. However, he refused to answer any questions about his participation in activities on Epstein Island. He just uh, veered away from that. He had some kind of a, uh, I guess, an internet uh, question and answer thing, and uh, people were asking him about Epstein Island, and he uh, he just decided to defer answering those questions. So apparently, Epstein Island is beyond nuclear. Oh, uh, <laughs> he, and I don't, different kind I don't of energy was used how you there. Say nuclear could be very safe. I mean. 
uh, the half-life uh, is beyond my lifetime, my children's lifetime, uh, and my children's children, children, children's lifetime. Uh, hey. That crap goes on forever. We hear about electricity. We hear about electric cars. They're the future, and I don't think they are. I think they're definitely not the future. You know, they've had electric cars since, like, 1900. They've been around forever. Uh, but the ones we're driving around now and they're trying to shove into our driveways and our garages, uh, they're not much better. They don't last. They're, they're heavy, and they, uh, they don't hold a charge that well, and they're truly not a great option. But, Bill, over the weekend I saw an article about, and this goes back to something we talked about about a year ago. Uh, but uh, Tesla-related? Well, no, it's, it's about uh, these two scientists who are developing, and I think it, I, I want to say it was, it might have been either Germany or Israel, but they've invented uh, a way oh, to, yeah. to change oxygen, regular old air, into hydrogen energy and power an engine, and power an engine well. But the thing about it is, see, if it works the way they have it working in the lab, um, that means that the energy for your vehicle would be free. It would be free, and nobody, no big corporation would make a lot of money on an ongoing basis with you driving a car that had free fuel. Look, you know, you're, you're going back to the old Brown's gas thing. Brown's gas is basically, look, what is, what is water? It's uh, hydrogen and oxygen, right? H2O? So H2O. So if you split that, hmm? you know, you've got, uh, you have the hydrogen component. Right. Which is gas. Which is what they did. And, you know, it can be used a lot of different ways. Yeah. And that's Brown's gas. You can sit there and go in the kitchen and find all the ingredients that you probably need, kitchen and maybe the garage, and um, make a hydrogen cell and produce the hydrogen and sit there and have a little flame coming out of a, a an empty peanut butter jar. I know this because I did it for my son for a science pro project at school. And, um, hey. I think what they did was an a. they actually invented an engine that yeah. did this whole process and and worked, and it was powerful. It wasn't yeah. just it wasn't just uh, it didn't just light a flame or something like that. Apparently, when you pull those elements apart, um, it becomes a substantive engine. And how, yeah. when you think about it, one of the deadliest bombs we ever created was the hydrogen, hydrogen bomb. bomb. You know, and essentially, it's the same. It's the same thing. So, but nobody's going to make any money on it. It, it reminds me. You're speaking of Tesla. It reminds me about Tesla when he was working on that project with the Tesla coil, not the Tesla coil. It was uh, this Tesla tower on Long mm -hmm. Island that was about 75 feet tall, looked like a big mushroom. But the object of this thing was to create free electricity, create and distribute free electricity to everybody. And yeah, transmit it. He did. His biggest backer was J.P. Morgan. And J.P. Morgan yeah. thought, oh, this is great. We'll make a lot of money. And then J.P. Morgan found out that he was going to make no money on this if it became the standard. And as soon as J.P. Morgan found out that he was going to make zero out of it, he pulled his funding and Tesla's experiments essentially stopped. And, and I think to myself, that's exactly why you probably won't see that hydrogen energy uh, engine anytime soon. You know, when Tesla died, all of his notes, all of his works, 
were confiscated by the U.S. government. They are locked away. Now, a lot of things are out there. I mean, you can imagine the Earth as a big, giant uh, magnetic generator that generates its own electricity, and that's true. Do you know? It is. Do you know who one of the key persons involved with uh, confiscating those documents was? Who? John Trump. Oh, yeah. Donald, Donald Trump's uncle, who, by the way, they said was a, a very, very smart guy. But John Trump, and he wasn't there to square all that stuff away. He was there to protect it from being stolen. This is what they say. So John Trump was instrumental in making sure that, that all of that uh, material wasn't uh, taken away by s strangers. There is, look, it depends how you look at something. You know, there's money in, to be made in everything. If that's your, if that's your goal in life, and we all got to make money because you have to, we're a capitalistic society. But even with free energy, there is some kind of cost. There's, there are the guys that are working on the perpetual, you know, the, the engine, the magnet. People say, oh, you can't do that. It's not scientific and all this stuff. And then they're going, but if it works, how will the utility companies make money? Well, there's maintenance and there's all kinds of things that go with it. So it doesn't matter. There's going to be some way to profit off of tech, any kind of tech, any kind of technology. And mm -hmm. if we can come up with a way to produce electricity that's there in abundance and we don't have to worry about it for the next millennia, why the hell not? If it doesn't damage or pollute anything, yeah, go for it. But right now, everything that we do is... Do you ever you wonder, know, Bill, ever wonder what they've developed and what they've been, they've created that they're not telling us about? I mean, what inventions are out there? It reminds me, when I was a kid, I heard about a guy who had invented a carburetor that got an engine, a regular internal combustion engine, like 48 miles to a gallon. This was back in 1971 or 72. And the guy was from Wethersfield, Connecticut. I worked in radio in Connecticut, and I thought, wow, some guy in Connecticut. And then I heard that it was scooped up for big bucks by Detroit. And it was shelved. It was put on the shelf, and that was it. You know, uh, how many? A buddy of mine who was, uh, I guess you'd call him a tool and die maker. You know, you go, I need this widget, this gear, or something like that. Right. He was the guy that would go in and get in this CAD program, design it in the computer, and then sit there and make that component. He got a job with Ford. Actually, he went to Detroit. Yeah. Uh, as a young man, and he went there, and their thing was they wanted a new. Uh, not transmission, but the rear end to the car. They right. wanted to differential? have something that... Differential. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's what it was that they were working on, but they wanted something that would shift and be smoother and more gas economic. Now, it's funny because their test car was a... a, a uh, what was it? That Cutlass Supreme Classic, you know, the SS? Yeah. And they had one car. of those big cars. Beautiful car. Yeah. yeah. And that was the one that they put all their experimental, you know, gears and ratios in. And they actually succeeded to beyond Ford's expectations. And then when that happened, they said, okay, program's canceled. Thank you very much for your hard work. Here's your final check. See you later, bucko. And that was it. Nothing ever came of it. Wow. Nothing ever happened with it. And I'm sure the car got junked in a junkyard somewhere. And they just wanted to see how it was done, you know, and see if it could be done. And then once that was it. I don't even know why they commissioned it, but 
at least. So you know. how many how many other inventions just like that are out there that we don't know about because big industry doesn't want us to uh, be aware of it, you know? I mean, as soon as I saw this invention over the weekend with free fuel driving around yeah. for nothing, I thought that's not going to that's as great as that is, it isn't going to Somebody sell. somebody somewhere sat there and said that's a great idea. Let's commission that and let's get it going. And then what's going to happen is a bean counter for the big bunny is going to come along going, oh, you can't do that. We won't make any money off of that. Yeah. You got to nix that problem right now, mister. Hear me? Yeah. I'm the bean counter. It runs on what? It runs on air? No, 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 no. Yeah, no. hot air out of your mouth, mister. But, you know, well, yeah. It's, they are they are uh, hiding stuff from us, and I, I don't look for that engine to uh, be in your in your car anytime soon because it's just too good to be true. Ain't going to happen. Yep. But I did see the story and the story was true. And there was a story with video. So I saw mm-hmm. these, I saw these, uh, inventors, these scientists talking about it with such great enthusiasm and excitement. I thought, Oh, this is great, but it ain't going to happen. Um, Biden was speaking, I guess it was yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. and he was talking to, uh, this group and he, essentially said to the MAGA people and the people he he's demonizing big time, the people on the right. Uh, oh, of course. And he said, if you, uh, if you uh, want to take on the government, you need uh, more than an AR-15, you need an F-15. Listen, listen. And ban the number of bullets that go in a magazine. There's no, no need for any of that. I love my right-wing friends who talk about the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots. Come here, if you need to work about taking on the federal government, you need some F-15s. You don't need an AR-15. I'm serious. Think about it. I think that's an ad-lib line for Joe because he has said it. He's used it before. Yeah, listen, listen. And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe, if you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. No, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use. You know, when he talks like, when he says, no, I'm not joking. Trust me, Joe, we know you're not joking. Trust me, there's no punchline. He's lied all of his life, and some people think, you know, he doesn't know what he's saying. He knows exactly what he's saying, because a lot of times these lies resurface, like when he's talking to, oh, I don't know, for MLK, you know, uh, day, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, he's sitting there talking about, well, he worked. Uh, he marched in civil rights. No, he didn't. No. And he wasn't a, a lifeguard in uh, an impoverished area with black people. But he uses that story over and over again. He even implied, uh, what was it, over the weekend, that his daughter is a social worker. Hmm, Joe? Uh, she was once upon a time, like 11 damn years ago. Not now. One of so, his closest friends in the uh, Senate was Robert Byrd, uh, senator yeah. from West Virginia, who was at one time uh, one of the high leaders of the Ku Klux Klan. Now you're you're smiling and saying, "Oh, come on, Jim! He was a senator." No, when he was younger, he was a high official in the Ku Klux Klan. Check it out. Read it for yourself. I'm not making it up. And and you look up a lot of things on Joe. And he's been closely associated with, uh, you know, 
black hate groups yeah. in the KKK. He is not what he purports to be. He's a chameleon. He's a lion chameleon. He has said he things and he said things on the floor of the Senate. I'm talking about 20 years ago that were racist. Mm-hmm. That I, I I could play the comments if I probably have them on file somewhere, but uh, he has said things that I won't repeat. I won't even repeat them on the air right now to tell you what those things were. Yeah. Well, he's a pedophile, too. And I say that because speaking to a mostly black crowd, there was a little cute little black girl. And he's up there doing his thing. And he happens to be looking because you know how he likes to sniff kids' hair and oh. touch them inappropriately. And he sat there. Can I get a picture with you? Why do you want a picture, Joe? Why do you want a picture with that little sweet girl, innocent girl? You know, don't 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 ruin her life, Joe. You know, he was uh, at that uh, function yesterday, uh, and uh, he kind of made a fool of himself. Nobody can do it better than him. No. Congratulations today, the honorees, uh, including your wife, uh, who I understand uh, is birthday today. Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. On somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alan. Happy birthday to you. Well. And I still know your name. Yeah, uh, Biden sang happy birthday, and he goes, happy birthday to her name was Andrea Waters King. He should have said, happy birthday, Andrea. No, Joe. Like <laughs> Valerie. Yes. He sounded more like. I guess he like was Val- thinking of a monkey song or something. <laughs> Probably. Probably. But uh, that was Joe up on stage. I mean, maybe it's the thought that counts. Was he thinking when he started singing that song? Holy smokes. I also found a thing, Bill, that I thought that would intrigue you. We were talking about the Davos Uh-oh. meeting. And Alan Dana, a former pilot for Jetstar, a Singapore-based airline, uh, went on a uh, podcast uh, last week, and he revealed that wealthy businessmen around the world were actively seeking pilots who had not received their COVID vaccination. They don't want pilots who have been vaccinated flying their planes when their gluteus maximus is seated in the back seat. You see, they want pilots who aren't going to, like, have a heart attack and die at 35,000 feet. That. Yep. So Speaking of which, uh, there was an American Idol uh, contestant. Uh, yeah, the, a recent that. contestant. Yeah, he, uh, he died suddenly, abruptly, of a heart attack at 31 years of age. You know, last night on Monday Night Football, they didn't say what it was, but uh, toward the end of the game, one of the players had an issue, a health issue on the field, and they uh, they they carted him off the field. Now they didn't mm-hmm. say what it was. Uh, it, it, they put him in a uh, a neck brace and a support on a backboard, so it could have been back related or neck related, but it also could have been something else. They just didn't say. And well, they, you know, there's a lot of people talking about congestion these days. You know, in the upper respiratory and not breathing right. And it kind of makes me wonder if, you know, the new COVID strain is here uh, or it's been dispersed in the air somehow uh, because everybody, vaxxed and non-vaxxed, mostly vaxxed but non-vaxxed, are uh, talking about it. And it affects the heart. Well, I, um, I got two shots 
and uh, I have some time. I think I've had more respiratory issues uh, recently than I've had in a long time. I know that's just me. Maybe I'm being a bit of a hypochondriac, but uh, you got to wonder, you know, and these people who had four shots, a lot of these athletes have had the whole regimen. You know, if they said they were made to. Yes, that's exactly right. They were told you need it or you don't play. You know, but how do you know if you go in for simple procedures and they go, have you had your COVID shot? Then you go, no, and I don't want it. Okay, duly noted. Does that mean duly noted, but we're still going to give you the damn thing? Sneak it in? Wow. Is it protocol? Because there's some places now, some medical facilities will not treat you unless they have proof or they administer the COVID vaccination. In other words, you want to be healed? Well, you got to take this. Sorry. You know, well, the question I have, though, is whatever happened to the HIPAA laws that were so critical, uh, I mean, five years ago, four years ago, there was a time when your wife, you had to sign a document that said your wife could get your health information on the phone. Otherwise, they couldn't leave it with just anybody. Now, right. now you can't walk into a restaurant without having some proof of vaccination. Come on. That's a, that's a health so, issue. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? If you do have a HIPAA violation at some place of business now, I don't, I don't see how you can hold their feet to the fire because we've thrown those HIPAA rules right out the window with COVID. Right. I agree. I was watching Tucker last night. And, you know, we had the delay, that flight system delay last week. Right. A lot of people are saying, yeah, it was, it was a hack. It was intentional. Some people are saying, no, it's just, it just, it happened. Things just don't happen. They, they're there for a reason. Tucker is of the opinion of the belief that it was a hack. And he said, uh, historically, uh, in the Bitcoin world, when someone has been hacked and they pay a large chunk of money, like a government, there is a a big spike in the uh, value of Bitcoin. And goes up, goes down. So that happened what last Wednesday or last Thursday? Mm-hmm. The very next day, poof, Bitcoin was way through the roof, and and they had the same thing happen in Canada the next day. That went till two thirty or three o'clock in the afternoon, and then they mentioned the Philippines thing, which had happened earlier in the month before us. So mm-hmm. uh, something's going on, folks, and it's not just uh, bad software. Because no, it's be, not. Because Hunter said those systems are totally independent. Canada, U.S., and Philippines—they're not connected. No way. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. Yeah, and the, the, uh, somebody pointed out—I think it was on Fox—that uh, oh, you know, well, of course, you know, the United States, Buttigieg would be the guy in charge of uh, everything airline because the government and the software and the whole nine yards, yada yada yada. In Canada. Well, we ought to be like Canada because they privatized their, you know, uh, airline system. But they said that before they had the same problem. So it gets down to the system is vulnerable. Somebody figured out how to hack it. And cryptocurrency, which apparently we're headed towards in this government, it is the most yes. easy way to hack and get rich. There are people that make more money stealing cryptocurrency because there is a 
I guess there's a lull time that's in between the transfer of ownership. Oh, really? And even where you have it, yeah, you know, like these miners, the people that go out and mine the Bitcoin, which it's not like digging a mine, but it, it, not going to get into the explanation. But when you earn that Bitcoin, yes, you have to transfer it to your digital wallet right away, which could be hacked because it's digitized. But in that moment of moving, it's kind of like floating in the air, and somebody can. Bill, I'm not familiar. I'm not. I'm not a big bit. Coin person, but it's all in the in the digital world, and it can be you know it can grow and it can shrink. I understand all that stuff, but and then there they will say, "Well, the guy's a billionaire piece of Bitcoin." Well, how does he cash in on that billion dollars? Does he buy only stuff that takes Bitcoin, or can he can he transfer it back to hard cash? Sure, you can buy it back to hard cash. Uh, that is the goal is to sit there and get, you know, your tangible value, but you want to sit there. You want to get a coin that you can get cheap. You want to get in on the ground floor where you get it for like 0.00009 cents. Right. You know, and a coin. And so you go in, yeah, you know what? I'll take a hundred bucks and I'll buy that. Now your hundred bucks is now not, well, you've got a hundred bucks worth of coins that are 0.00009 cents a coin. But it doesn't take very many people to go, oh, I see a little little spike there. I'm going to buy in. Right. Yeah, just like stocks, it goes up in value. Now, do you, ride the, do you ride the wave or do you jump out? It's like a stock. You jump out. You find a point to jump. And uh, even the, the, what was it, the digital art that Trump did, it came in. It had a limited release. There were so many out there. It spiked like hell. But now, once everything is sold and you got it, nobody can get anything else. It's going to naturally plummet down. Now, over the course of time, it will come back up. But I have three words. Sam Bankman Freed. (laughs) I mean, people put a ton of their money. Sometimes it was their retirement funds. They put a lot of money into FTX. And they lost it all because this guy mishandled everything. Uh, Almost like a Ponzi scheme, isn't it? Yeah, a legal Ponzi scheme, I guess. But they yeah. want to make our—they want to make all of our coin in the U.S. digital. Yeah, but you know what? We've been digital for a long time. You go back to uh, the Reagan years, right? Right. Uh, and uh, there was a company right out of Pittsburgh that actually. I think it was in Penn Hills they were located. Uh, They actually came up with the software that was used by the federal government. And what it would do, let's say that Omar Gaddafi, when we wanted to go after him, we could sit there and go to their banking institution, their bank accounts, and create a back door, unzip that back door, go in, digitally take out all their funds, and then seal that back door in a way that you would never know. There was no trace of who came in, what happened, or anything, you just check and your money is gone. What's and to stop? How, what's to stop the banks uh, from? What's to stop the federal government from doing that to the banks uh, with regular normal people? People who well, let's you say know, don't they've only think. Protected, they've only they've only perfected that still, but that was that was how we were able to bring down a lot of government, even communism. You know, with uh, with Russia. 
you know, we could go in and steal stuff. And I heard know. this morning that during the Trump presidency, he he lost as much as almost a billion dollars of, of actual wealth. Mm-hmm. And you got to wonder sometimes if some of the uh, enemies of Trump weren't responsible for that. Mm-hmm. I hear you talk about back doors and going into accounts and and taking monies away. And uh, I mean, that's scary. I mean, you have you put your money into a bank. You feel that, OK, it's safe here. OK, the money is there. I can go get it because it's tangible and it's in a bank. But then I hear you say uh, some of these people can go in through back doors, through software, and digitally erase your money. Yeah, but Jim, that 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 is thirty some odd year old technology. Well, that was actually in the eighties, so you know that's even more than that's forty year old technology. You wow. know that I'm sure that you know the reason we don't do that anymore. They say, well, you can't do that anymore because everyone knows about it. You know, well, no. A steal, just ask the Democrats. When you got a steal going on, you perfect it. You don't just go, oh, they're onto it, leave it alone. You go back and perfect it to keep it hidden how you do it. Wow. Uh, Well, you know, just when you think it's safe to put your money in the bank, poof. (laughs) Hey, um, a judge has determined that laid off Twitter employees cannot file a class action lawsuit against. The platform or its new owner, Elon Musk. That's a, a, a that's fairly a damn good thing. Yeah, that's an, an honest decision, finally, from a judge somewhere. Obviously. Yeah, but you know what? Don't count on that thing to stand because I've seen judges make good decisions and then for no reason at all, you know, they will just change their decision or another judge comes in and supersedes that decision, going, oh, no, 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 no. And it's whatever way the wind blows with a lot of these judges. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's happening a lot, isn't it, Bill? I mean, these judges, you used to think that the last bastions of justice were the judges of our of our society, that they were above reproach. And then you see some of these decisions coming down that just don't make any sense. Like that one with the, uh, the Brunsons, I believe yeah. they said that they had no standing. That's yeah, a, no that is standing. The, that's the legal cop out term, by the way. No standing. That's what like, does that mean? It, what, what is well, exactly? they don't have a horse in the race. The Brunsons don't have a horse in the race. Meaning they they complained about something that they that won't affect them personally, but actually it did affect them personally. It affected every single one of us personally, you know. Yeah. But the damn judges don't have the cojones, I think to stand up and do the right thing. I think they're threatened, Bill. I think that they are threatened by some forces we don't even know about. And I Well, they're threatened, their family is threatened. And you got to put yourself if you are a SCOTUS, all right? Right. And you're 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 under oath to do the right thing. And that right thing could cost you your wealth, your family, your grandchildren, your children. Right. Would you think twice or say, "You know what?" Then you got to weigh the importance. Am I going to jeopardize my family or just let this fly? Live to yeah. fight another day. Uh, you, I wouldn't want to be in that position. You, you you smile, but you know. Remember what happened with Kavanaugh and the abortion decision. He he right. did what he thought was right, and uh, someone tried to kill him. Someone showed up at his on his front lawn with a weapon to kill him and his family. If they didn't get yeah. them, it might have been successful. 
And the Democrats thought, well, that's what he gets. Great thing. Now, the Democrats are on the other side of the fence now, uh, having to defend, 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 defend. The House of Cards is falling in. You know, but I'll tell you one thing. Keep your eye on the ball. Don't lose focus. You know, they're trying to trivialize this Biden thing of, oh, it was just a a simple, you know, it, it wasn't intended. And then they go to Santos. Uh, you know, well, I'm not saying Santos is a good guy. And, yeah, he's he's told a pack of lies. But let's compare let's compare the apples to oranges and Biden and his pack of lies and Santos. I would say the bigger threat. No, I wouldn't say. I know the bigger threat is Biden. He's lied all his life, and he has got the ultimate power. Santos has got nothing. He's well, a little yiping dog in a yard behind a big fence. Got to ask yourself, what's uh, going to happen today? You know, another day, a lot of different news stories. Uh, will we hear any more from Davos? I, I don't know. They're not terribly forthcoming with what they talk about there. They're very secretive for the most part. Uh, will we hear more about the classified documents? Will they find more documents from Joe and his family? You know, Are they trying to protect I... Joe do you think, is this a setup? Are we being led uh, down this path thinking there's going to be justice and they're going to end up uh, uh, cutting him slack and he'll get off? What do you think? Oh, I think he'll get a deal cut. I think that we need to sit there and pressure, pressure, pressure. There is no doubt about it. The guy mishandled documents. He, There is no doubt about it. He had no, right. not even, there's not even a question whether he had any legal right or authority. He didn't. So that makes him a thief and a traitor, and not only that, reckless and careless on top of that with with doc, documents. And we know that he's led a life of crime with his family and all of his China and the Ukraine deals. We're in a war right now because of him and, his, you know, his, his, his illegal money activities. Yep. Uh, we need to get rid of this guy. We need to take him down. And, you know, you... Don't picture that, oh, look, he's just a kind old man. Is that an Does act? Does he ever sound like a kind old man? Is that an act? Do you think that we, when he gets into a jam, he seems to be a bit more confused and, and uh, tottering? It is and, an act. Know, I, think, I think it is. It, th- it is an act, and it doesn't matter if he were Al Capone. Yeah. The, the crime is still the crime. And so I don't care how nice and innocent he looks. Point is, he's a criminal. And go ahead and lock him up. And the difference between, well, Trump's a criminal. No, uh, Trump's not a criminal. You've never proven anything. You've made a lot yeah. of accusations, and nothing has has ever been proven or stuck. Only in your mind has it. But in yeah. Joe's case, everybody knows exactly what happened there, and there is no excuse or explanation. There's concrete the evidence. Democrats concrete evidence that he has done the things that they say he did. I, I think for Joe to go down, the the Democrats are willing to give up Joe if the Republicans give up Trump. That ain't going to happen, I don't think. Hey, friends, we've done it again. Not. We've done another hour, another show in the, in the can, as they would say in the movie business. That's the movie business. I don't want to get uh, that term can confused with the yeah. other. Yes. Uh, 
We will do it again tomorrow. Any plans for today for you? Anything uh, major going on? No, just working. I mean, I'm headed out of town this weekend, so I got to get a lot of things done. But, you know, every every two or three weeks I hit the road and do a road trip. So, um, you know, this is one of those. You're a busy but that guy. that doesn't change anything. Busy, busy, lots to do. Uh, you're going to go up to... Uh, to Boston, going to visit. Yeah, the, I got a statue I got to see. Yeah, and you're going to probably go uh, maybe drive by Harvard. Oh, sure. He went to Harvard. <laughs> I, can, I can assure you, folks, yes. I never, never went, went to Harvard. Harvard. <laughs> I didn't go to Yale. My goodness. I didn't go to Harvard. Oh, sure. I didn't even go to Fresno State, where I'm from. <laughs> so, okay, there you go. And maybe that's a good thing. Hey, uh, have yourself a great day, my friend. Hey, you do the same. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?